anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 thanks for listening today this is the hour of intercession i'm pastor joseph parker we invite you to look with us in the word of god in the book of genesis genesis chapter 12 beginning at verse 1 Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai his wife and Lot his brother's son and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem as far as the terebinth tree of Moreh and the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt, that he said to Sarai, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you that they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say, You are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. So it was when Abram came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me she was your wife? Why did you say, She is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now therefore, here's your wife, take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Verses 1 through 20, all of Genesis chapter 12. Father, we thank you once again for your word and the power and the grace that rests upon your word. Father, we thank you for the gift of being able to leave a legacy, and we thank you for the example of great servants in the Word of God, such as Abraham and King David and so many others that loved you, that served you, that were great servants of faith, persons who weren't perfect, 
but who sought to serve you and gave their lives in service and following to you. Father, more and more, help us to live in such a way that we live before you and walk and leave a legacy behind us for our children and our grandchildren as well. Help us to grow in our understanding of the great sphere of influence that, by your grace that we actually do uh, walk in and help us to make the most of using that influence for you, for your built, the building of your kingdom, and for your glory. Father, help us to live in such a way that we're continually pointing our children, our grandchildren, our great-grands, and others to the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to live so that your light shines continually through us, through our words, our actions, our attitude, all that we are and all that we're, we are about. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in prayer. Father, we are thankful for your word. We're thankful that your word teaches us that you reign, that we can, uh, as we see the chaos in life, as we see the troubles in our own lives, we can know that you are very much in control, that we can take our problems to you, that we can lean on you, that we can depend on you, that you've proven yourself faithful. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you for listening to the Hour of Intercession. On an ongoing basis, we very much desire that you'd pray much for the ministry of this broadcast and for all the broadcasts on the American Family Radio Network. And we here at the American Family Association very much desire your prayers. We Remember, in the body of Christ, we all need each other's prayers, whether we really understand that or not, whether we co- comprehend that uh, truth or not. We need one another's prayers and encouragement And so let's remember to pray much for one another. Father, thank you for every single person that's listening. And thank you for others that will listen at later broadcasts or others that will listen to the podcast at later times. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of grace. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of prayer. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of worship, praise, and thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Stir us more and more to be a people that have a growing hunger for your word and a growing commitment to be both hearers and doers of your word and help us to recognize, Lord, that there's so much work to be done and that you've called us and our job is simply to live a life submitting to your word and your spirit continually. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, today we're looking specifically at the topic, The Blessed Ministry of Grandparents. And, you know, it's such an honor and a privilege of being a grandparent. And it's it's one of those joys in life that, again, often you really can't grasp it till you get there. Well, my wife, Bertie, and I have the privilege of having three precious grandchildren. And we're grateful for them and pray for them every single day. As we talk about the blessed ministry of grandparents, we're I, I, my encouragement is that you'll make notes of what we share because, remember, there are many things we we can do, we as Christian men and women who are grandparents, to influence uh, our grandchildren in some very fruitful and positive ways. And so we'll be sharing from different passages that I would encourage you to go back and read and meditate on. And even the passage we read a few moments ago, Genesis chapter 12, uh, I think of this, when you think of Abraham, of course, obviously, he was a father, and he was a grandfather. He was, it was a while before he became a father, and then sometime later, of course, a grandfather. But the fact is, his legacy that he left for his children, his grandchildren, 
his great-grandchildren, and his family for a long time is still blessing the world. And so one of the first things I would like to say to every grandparent listening is, remember this, you and I will leave a legacy behind us. What is a legacy? It's basically the reputation that we are remembered for. What will our lives be remembered for in the way we lived our lives? Obviously, that legacy affects our children. It can affect our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, and many generations beyond that until the Lord Jesus Christ comes back. But obviously, our legacy doesn't only affect our children and our grandchildren. It affects people who knew us or people who knew of us as well. And so it's important that we're living in such a way that certainly that our grandchildren will remember us for godly men and godly women, men and women who loved God, who lived for God, and men and women who recognize that God is the key to all of life. And so the way you and I as grandfathers and grandmothers are living today, keep in mind we are leaving a legacy whether we realize it or not. And like it or not, you're leaving a legacy. The fact is, many of us, as we stop and think about individuals, sometimes relatives, but even other people that we knew, we, we remember things about them, good or bad, based on the way they lived their lives. And so keep in mind, your legacy that you leave is very important to your grandchildren. Will they remember you as a man or a woman of prayer? Will they remember you as someone who loved the Word of God and who lived the Word of God? Will they remember you as someone who sought to teach them about Jesus and the Word of God and the will of God. So, again, the legacy that you live now for children and grandchildren, and keep in mind, there are grandchildren who maybe will come even after you've gone to heaven. But, again, they will hear about you, things good or bad. And so it's important that we pray. A wise prayer to pray is to, that God would help us to leave a legacy that will bless our children and our grandchildren and our uh, great-grands, and on and on, a legacy that will bless them, that will encourage them to live for the Lord Jesus Christ, and a legacy that will help them to realize that life is about knowing Jesus and living for Jesus. Father, thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to live a life whereby we would leave, we will leave a legacy that points people to Jesus. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace, wisdom, and a passion for you in such a way, Lord, that our legacy will be big, will be wide, will be far-reaching, but a legacy that clearly is saying to the world that Jesus is what life is all about. Help us to live that way faithfully every day. Help us to live in such a way that our words, our actions, our attitude, the things we say, the things we do, point people back to Jesus, especially our children, our grandchildren, our great-grands, and those beyond as well. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. So a wise prayer to pray is for the Lord to help us to live in such a way that the legacy, the reputation we leave behind will be a wonderful one that helps our children and grandchildren want to know Jesus, to live for Jesus, and realize that Jesus is what life is all about. But, you know, there are actually many other things that are very important for us to consider as grandparents as well. I'm going to ask you if you'll with, look with me in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. And note this passage too speaks to the importance of being uh, or the need for us to live in such a way that uh, we're being role models and good teachers for our children and grandchildren as well. Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting at verse 1. Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land 
which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, that your, that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Verses 1 through 9, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Father, thank you for the wisdom and the grace found in this passage that teaches us the importance of living in such a way that we're teaching as a life and as a lifestyle our children and our grandchildren how to know you, how to follow you, and to live for you. Thank you for the wisdom that you give us, even in teaching us the, the way, the importance of the way we even decorate our homes and the things we place in our homes, the things that our children will see and that our grandchildren will see when they come into our homes, things that will catch their eyes even as they walk in and through our home. Help us to recognize, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is able to use even the little things that point them to you. Father, teach us how to be wise parents and grandparents that teach and train our children to be diligent students of your word, faithful students who are reading and meditating on your word every day, and help us to be wise parents, wise enough to teach and train our children that we're to be hearers and doers of your word as well. Lord, help us to have the wisdom and grace to know how to help them understand that when they learn truths from God's word, the goal is to always apply them, to live them out, to carry them out. Not just to say, I've learned that fact or truth from Scripture, but to say, I've learned it, and now I'm living it more and more in my life. Thank you for the opportunity to help our children and grandchildren in these ways. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking at the topic, The Blessed Ministry of Grandparents. We'll be right back. Surf. 
forever Roll a crescendo, goodbye limbo Like a new day dawning, show me the window The window, where I can see it's you Then everything else just falls in line You, you will always hold this heart of mine It's you Toby Mac with It's You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Uh, we're looking today at the topic, the blessed ministry of grandparents. And uh, at this time, we're going to begin this segment looking at 2 Timothy chapter 1, a passage which deals importantly or it touches on Timothy's uh, mother and grandmother. But this is 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Verses 1 through 12, first portion of 2 Timothy chapter 1. Again, we're looking today at the topic, the blessed ministry of grandparents. And I want to share with you from most of this article It's an article entitled, Grandparent Ministry, Five Big Reasons Why Your Church Needs It. And of course, the article, well, it's written by a pastor by the name of Hal Seed. And if you'd like to get a copy of it, you can go to pastormentor.com to find it. And again, the title of the article is, Grandparent Ministry, Five Big Reasons Why Your Church Needs It. So keep in mind, especially uh, we're speaking to grandparents Uh, grandfathers and grandmothers as you listen. But keep in mind, a number of the principles will apply, obviously, to parents as well. And also, believers who are are desiring to be faithful in the work of making disciples as well. So, as we share from the article, I really feel like it's something that can be helpful to any believer, but it especially speaks to Christian grandparents. Again, the title of the article, Grandparent Ministry, 
five big reasons why your church needs it. Your church can ignite and deploy grandparents to raise up young generations to love and follow Jesus. Important questions to consider. Well, an important question to consider is, grandchildren, what would motivate them? What would motivate them to love the Lord? Ah, what if your mature believers were motivated to spiritually influence the people they love most, their grandchildren? Now, that's a beautiful idea. Why does your church need a grandparent ministry? Number one, we need to mobilize the millions of Christian grandparents. In the United States, there are 30 million Christian grandparents who have influence over 120 million children and worldwide millions more. Larry Fowler, founder of Legacy Coalition and a tip of the grandparenting ministry spear says, Many grandparents are like Roger and Clarice were. They are Christian grandparents and found importance in their role through helping the parents, loving the grandkids, and even spoiling them a little. Then they learn there's a greater importance in the role of grandparenting than they ever imagined. So again, keep those truths in mind. Uh, Keep in mind, Your church can be about the work of empowering a new generation of grandparents to be spiritually intentional in the lives of children and teens around them. And that could become the most powerful movement of God in this generation. We're having an Isaiah 6-8 moment. Here we are, Lord. Send us. Number two, the Bible tells us to teach our children and our children's children. My favorite because of its clarity, is Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. There it is, our clear biblical mandate to teach our children and our grandchildren to live in obedience to God. Selah. Well, specifically, an interesting passage to look at is uh, about Mephibosheth, found in 2 Samuel chapter 9, chapter 16, and chapter 19 as well, and interesting insights about a grandson. There's a brief mention of King Asa deposing his pagan grandmother, 1 Kings chapter 15, 2 Chronicles chapter 15. And then we see Laban parting reluctantly from his grandchildren, Genesis chapter 31. Grandparenting can be hard to see in the Bible because the jewels are hidden in other key words. Look at what the Bible says about children's children. Psalm 103 verse 17, But from everlasting to everlasting the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness to their children's children. Again, Psalm 103, verse 17. Then in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6, children's children are a crown to the aged, and parents are the pride of their children. Proverbs, again, Proverbs 17, 6. See how the Bible refers to the next generation. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they turn. And so, and so on, so on. So keep in mind, The Bible speaks of grandchildren and grandparents in a number of places. And so as you read the Word of God as grandparents, 
be looking specifically for the insights and wisdom that is shared by shared specifically for grandparents. Number three, the new generation of grandparents want significance. They have wisdom and resources, and they love their families. Grandparents want different things these days. Old school day trip, old school day trips, and social activities don't cut it with new grandparents. You may have noticed it in your church members. They spend their money traveling to visit their kids and grandchildren. They take everyone on a family vacation, or they are part-time or full-time caregivers for their grandchildren. Even the media can tell you about it. In an article published in USA Today, grandparents aren't downsizing. They are remodeling. They want their home to be the hub for their expanding multi-generational family. Dr. Tim and Darcy Kimmel, in their book, Extreme Grandparenting, point, point out a number of in- interesting insights for grandparents to really consider. So the book serves as a great resource. Again, the title of Dr. Tim and Darcy Kimmel's book, Extreme Grandparenting. Number four, in a world where every culture shift seems to hurt families, this trend makes a way for, for God's kingdom to flourish through families. Josh Mulvihill, in his dissertation book, Biblical Grandparenting, Biblical Grandparenting, explains the historical context for these shifting grandparental attitudes. 100 years ago, extended families lived together. People didn't live as long, and those who did moved in with their children as they aged. They lived with the family because there were no other options. Grandparents were honored because the wisdom that came from their life experience was a valuable resource. Then came Social Security and financial independence. Medical progress ushered in longer lives and more seniors. Younger people moved to the cities for work. The extended family living in one home shrunk to just the nuclear family. Grandparents in the second half of the 20th century found themselves with more health, more financial independence, and few family responsibilities, so their interests became more self-focused. So more and more, as grandparents grew and, and matured, the trends and the thoughts and the, thought, the, the life patterns and the perspectives changed as well. More and more, baby boomers want to be close to their grown millennial children, and millennials love their parents. There's more room in better relationships for grandparents to invest in the lives of their grandchildren. Churches need to lead the way. According to Josh Mulville, only a few grandparents are intentionally building faith in their grandchildren. Most grandparents operate in the I'm helping my children or I'm having fun with my grandchildren realm. They don't see the spiritual influence they can they they don't see the spiritual influence they can be in the lives of their grandchildren. Churches can show grandparents just how to do this. Number five. It's not too hard to start a grandparenting ministry, grandparenting ministry in your church. We are starting a grandparenting ministry at our church. We can have a grandparenting ministry at, excuse me, you can have a grandparenting ministry at your church too that ignites a generation to disciple the youngest generations. 
We will tell more about how we're shaping and launching our grandparenting ministry more and more as time goes forward. For now, here are the mission, vision, and values for our, grand, for our new grandparenting ministry. Ministry mission, to inspire and equip grandparents to lead their grandchildren to love and follow Jesus. Vision, every grandparent at New Song Church is empowered to lead an intentional spiritual influence in the lives of their grandchildren. Values, we value living for Jesus in community with grandchildren, our adult children, and other grandparents. Number two, we value being intentional in what we say and do to build faith in others. Number three, we value learning and growing as disciple makers and evangelists. Number four, we value blessing and serving our families. Number five, we value being equipping grandparents through every age and circumstance. You can disciple a generation at risk through the people who love them wildly, specifically through the grandparents. Take a minute to ask God if he wants this for your church and ask him who he has in mind to help lead such a ministry. Again, this is an article entitled Grandparent Ministry, Five Big Reasons Why Your Church Needs It by Pastor Hal Seed. And so, again, you can find this article at pastormentor.com. Again, pastormentor.com. Again, the title, Grandparent Ministry, Five Big Reasons Why Your Church Needs It. So keep in mind, too, uh, an encouragement that we have to you is to consider some of the insights shared in the article. I want to share with you a few more specific suggestions for every Christian parent to consider for, as it relates to your grandchildren. Now, uh, again, we mentioned earlier, number one, recognize that you will leave a legacy for your children and grandchildren as well. So live following Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you'll be leaving a legacy that will bless your children and grandchildren wonderfully. So number one, leave a strong and powerful faith legacy for your children and grandchildren. Number two, pray daily for each of your grandchildren significantly. Now, it's good to pray, Lord bless Timmy, Susie, and Bobby. That's good and fine. But I would encourage you to Pray the prayer of Jabez literally over each of your grandchildren by name every day. Pray for them to grow in, well, of course, obviously, pray that each of them would come to know Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives. Pray that God would send along their path someone he can use to share the gospel with them in such a way that they'll be able to hear it and receive it and receive Christ. But then pray for their prayer life. Pray that they'll grow to have a love for the Word of God. And pray that they'll come to be a faithful hearer and doer of God's word. Praying for specific things as it relates to discipleship is very important because it's important that our grand, we, of course, as grandparents, want to see all of our grandchildren with us in heaven, and we want them to have lived a life glorifying to the Lord as well. We'll pick up on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as today we're looking at the topic, the blessed ministry of grandparents. We'll be right back.
music of Elevation Worship with O Sing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, the blessed ministry of grandparents. And so uh, going back again, number one, keep in mind an important encouragement to every grandparent listening is make it your goal to leave a strong passionate legacy for your grandchildren and grandchildren so that they, as they look, as they remember your life, they will remember someone who lived for Jesus, who loved Jesus, and who followed Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Number two, pray daily for each of your grandchildren. Now, let me say this to every grandparent that's serious about really loving and discipling your grandchildren. I would encourage you to get a journal whereby uh, you make notes in it and give a page to each grandchild. And when you call them on the phone, which my, my encouragement to you is that you'll call them regularly, make notes of prayer requests, but also things they ask you. If they ask you a question, if it's something you have to do some research on, do the research. But again, have a page for each grandchild. Make notes on, uh, Make notes about things they ask, things they inquire about, because this will help you to know how to pray for them. So having a journal whereby you have a page for each of the grandchildren is very wise. And so, and keep in mind, that's a wise thing for any grandparent that's really serious about discipling your grandchildren. So when you call them up, have the notebook in front of you. Now you might say as a grandparent, well, you give me a lot of homework. Exactly. Remember, grandparenting is a serious undertaking and obviously a Christian grandparent. Your goal is to love, to bless, and disciple your grandchildren through the influence that you have. So when you call them up, have the notebook in front of you. Make notes for each grandchild uh, for prayer requests and ask them how you can pray for them. But also ask them to pray for you before they hang up the phone. Now, keep in mind, parents, let me say this very clearly. Often younger children are glad to talk to granddad and grandma. Often they're delighted to talk to granddad and grandma, and often they consider it a privilege. And so, again, making notes about what they talk about, what they share with you is a good thing. Make note, you as granddad and grandma, make notes about what what and how to pray for them and ask them how you can pray for them and ask them to pray for you as well. In fact, have them ask them if they'll pray for you right there on the phone because it's good for them to learn to pray. And even if they're a little shy, encourage them to pray as well. Having them to pray is a very wise thing. So, and keeping the notebook, again, keeping good notes about what what they desire you to pray for them is a very wise thing as well. Also, uh, along with uh, praying with your children. Now, let me say this too to every grandparent listening. As children get older, sometimes they'll tend to want to talk to granddad or grandmom less and less, or they may want to quickly get off the phone. Well, that's pretty typical of as they become more and more teenagers, they may feel like they have better things to do than spend a lot of time talking to granddad and grandma. Now, not all grandchildren, but sometimes that'll happen. Well, grandparents, here's where your wisdom, grace, and ingenuity kicks in. Give them incentive to talk to you and specifically too. keep in mind, one of your goals is to pray with them every time you talk to them. Before you end the phone call, take a moment to pray for them. And ask them if they'll pray for you. And if they'd rather not pray, don't force it. But invite them and encourage them to pray for you as well while you're on the phone. So also, parents, now keep in mind, I'm aware of the fact that sometimes, sometimes grandparents think this is a little bit extreme. But keep in mind, 
You're loving your grandchildren enough to want to encourage them in their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So a third insight, again, the first one is leave a strong Christian legacy for your grandchildren. Uh, Number two, again, pray daily for each of them by name. And a third important goal that you as grandparents have is invite your grandchildren to read Scripture to you. Now, my encouragement is that you make it a goal to talk to them and let ask them to read Scripture to you either. Well, my encouragement is that you call, try to call them every day. Now, some may decide, well, I'm not going to do it every day. But my encouragement is that you make it a goal to ask them to read for you every single day. Now, of course, sometimes you may not catch them by phone. And obviously, if they live with you or nearby, it's much easier. But having them to read Scripture you do every single day, I think, is a very important truth. And keep in mind, parents and grandparents, I can't overemphasize how important it is that we plant the powerful, eternal Word of God in the hearts and the minds of our children. And grandparents, often you need to give them incentive. Let them know, well, if you read each day for me, I'm going to drop a $5 bill or a $10 bill to you in the mail, or I'm going to send you a check or... Figure out what motivates your grandchildren, but have them to read the Word of God to you and come up with incentive for them to want to do it. You really don't want to have a situation where you ask them to read and you can tell their attitude all in their voice lets you know they just don't want to do it. They almost refuse to do it. On the other hand, if you're wise enough to figure out what motivates your grandson or granddaughter, if you know and typically money often will do it, or some sort of gift or award, but figure out what motivates them and let them know, I'm going to send this to you. I'm going to give this to you if you read for me each day. However you figure out how to do it is is, is up to you, you and the Holy Spirit. But figure out what motivates them because it can help a, a child to move from the attitude of, Granddad, do I have to read? Moving away from that attitude to, Granddad, can I read for you now? Can I read for you? <laughs> Because he or she is motivated. You want motivated grandchildren. So figure out what motivates them and be diligent to follow through with it. Because remember, whatever it takes for you to help them to plant the powerful eternal word of God in your grandchildren is more than worth it. So figure out an incentive uh, program for you and your grandchildren to kind of work with and then follow through with it. So having them to read Every day, now, for some grandparents, they may decide they want to do it every other day, but consistently is so important because remember, granddad and grandmom, for many of our grandchildren, you are the only person in their lives inviting them to read the Word of God every single day. And yet, their time in God's Word may very well be the most valuable time and the most valuable thing they will do all day long because remember, You're helping them to plant Jesus in their mind and their heart. There's nothing our grandchildren need more than having Jesus to be planted in their heart and their life. So, again, you may be the only person in their life that's making that priority of having them and encouraging them to read God's Word every single day. Father, thank you for every single grandparent listening. Thank you for the opportunity, the privilege we have of discipling our grandchildren Anoint us with wisdom and grace to be disciplined and to be faithful in doing this, knowing that this is so important, knowing that we desire, Lord, that every one of our grandchildren will be with us in heaven. 
and help us to do our part to guide and mold and direct them in the direction you have them to go. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. So again, our encouragement to you were the three specific things I mentioned. Goals for us as grandparents. Number one, leave a godly legacy for our grandchildren. Number two, pray daily for each one of your grandchildren and also get prayer requests. And keep in mind, I mentioned keeping a a notebook whereby you make notes on your conversations with each of the grandchildren. And number three, have them to read the Word of God out loud to you every single day. But along with that, look for ways to encourage your grandchildren. Ask them about their hobbies, the things they like, the things they want to do. Find out what excites them and what they delight in doing. Because, uh, And also ask them things about themselves as well. Because human beings, our grandchildren, as well as any other human being, Generally, people like to talk about themselves, and grandchildren would express, would especially like to share with grandparents when they know granddad and grandmom are really interested in learning more about them. So many times, they will talk to you a long time because you might be the only listening ear that they may have that will really take time. Often, grandchildren learn that grandparents are the only ones that really, really, really listen, and that's not an indictment on parents, but Parents as well as grandparents were wise to learn to become good listeners because our children need listening ears. So granddad and grandmom, you might be the most effective listening ear that, that your grandchild has in the whole world. Figure out ways to encourage each of your grandsons and granddaughters. Also, try to be an encourager in consistently as you talk with them. Be a comforter. And just make time, as I said, to really listen to them as they share their heart, they share what's important to them, they share about their hobbies, the things they want to do. Well, our time is just about gone, but I want you to keep in mind, grandparents, I don't think I can overemphasize how big of an influence you really can be in the lives of your grandchildren. And keep in mind, we're called to go into all the world and make disciples. And of course, it should start with, we start by discipling, being disciples ourselves, But then we're to disciple our children and our grandchildren as well. Go back and read Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 9 several times and listen to how much God emphasizes the importance of discipling our children and grandchildren as well. Father, thank you again for the privilege and the opportunity we as grandparents have of influencing the lives of our children. Help us to be mindful of the importance of us when we have the time to spend, the opportunity to spend time with our grandchildren to do our part to love them, to encourage them, and encourage them in spiritual things, to encourage them to get into the Word, to encourage them to pray, to encourage them to seek the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to make that the priority you would have us to make it as well. And help us to be wise enough to love them and love them by listening to them and just spending time with them in person and by telephone. Help us to know, Lord, that's one of the purposes and the goals of having a telephone to help be in touch with them, to communicate with them, and to disciple them. Help us to be wise stewards. Help us to redeem the time by loving our grandchildren and discipling them in you. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, as we usually do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made the step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, It is so important that you come to know Christ in your lifetime. It's so important that you come to be saved. 
If you'd like to make that step and give your heart and your life to the Lord, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came to this world a long time ago. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrongs I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. You said in your word, Who all, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live my whole life following you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed and received Christ today, we very much would like to hear from you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We would like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Resources that will help you to begin to grow, to mature in your faith. So again, the email joseph at afr.net. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. And we invite you, again, if you are still wanting some of the resources we provide, the prayer resources, the discipleship resources, or any of the other resources we provide, we're glad to share them with you. One of our goals is to be co-workers with you as you take them and use them for you and your family, but also as you forward them and share them with others, make hard copies to share with others as well. That's a part of what they're for. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.